Things run together. People fall in love. I guess. Or they were in love. Or they were deceived. Or Space Mom says it's a bad idea and the wedding's off. Or is it? It's time for mumbling plot reveals in our sleep. It's time for the rules of acquisition. Alright. Hello. And welcome to The Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we are going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. The, uh, the great, it's something, ain't it? Uh, anyways, my name is Wade Bowen, and with me, as always, is James Nolan. We're heading for Venus, and still we stand tall, because maybe they've seen us and welcome us all. Yeah, with so many light years to go and things to be found, I'm sure we'll all miss her so. It's the final countdown. <laughs> do, <laughs> right. do you have like 10 of these think, banked up? <laughs> no, I think that's the last verse. <laughs> okay. It's not a 10-verse song, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Uh, all right, and also Hugh Crawford. Hi, I firmly believe Cassidy Yates could do better. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about an episode today called Death Do Us Apart. It's Tail episode death. 18 of season 7. Uh, it originally aired April 14th, 1999. Here is IMDb description. The prophets have told Cisco they do not approve of his <laughs> impending marriage. Having been captured by the brain, Ezri and Worf still don't know why the brain would even bother to capture them. Ducat, disguised as Bajoran, sets foot on Deep Space Nine and continues to unfurl his plan. Uh huh. My, my least favorite part of this episode is the, the is the unfurling of, of Ducat's plan. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, uh, a nadoi. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, well, I, that's hard. It's a pretty hard. I hate calling out Julian's name in her sleep. That that might be my most. That favorite. was pretty bad. This. This the, we took some bad like last week wasn't exactly straight fire right mm-hmm. we we yeah. all agreed that right I mean I know we didn't put a number on it at the end of the episode because we're not doing that for this because this one last arc is just like one thing that mushes together mm-hmm. but we all agreed we had like fundamental problems with the direction they were going last week this week it's it's dumb. all paid off <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our, our trepidations were warranted or were, were proved warranted. Yeah. So, yeah, last week I was mostly more fine with it than y'all were, but your concerns were merited. Yeah, yeah. So, sort of. Yeah, this is. A- this episode, I was like, all right, well, I'm, you got me like you got me on the line just to see where this goes it was like reading a fucking dan brown novel where every chapter ends and i'm like oh it's another cliffhanger well okay i'll i guess i'll read the next chapter that's kind of like this episode was like this is a dumb chapter of this book but you know what i'm still on the hook i'm gonna i'm gonna read the next one Mm -hmm. but like i was like oh i don't like what they're doing with this character one of the things that i I feel like that a lot of, like, I feel like maybe people aren't, like, what I would like to see is everybody kind of getting in their positions. Because I keep thinking, this is the last time I'll be with these people. Mm-hmm. And this is where I, like, I think something like Endgame or what the Marvel movies is, is very, because they always sort of know, at the end of the day, they always ask themselves, 
what is what is our character? What is Tony Stark? What is Captain America? And they'll always kind of go back to some sort of foundational thing, you know, that Tony Stark wants to fix the world or that, you know, Captain America is the guy that fall, you know, I'm, I can do this all day or the guy that falls on the grenade. And you remember that no matter where they go, whatever space adventures and shit that they're on, they sort of ground it back to that where I feel like I don't feel like we're revisiting where our characters came from, you know that yeah. bridge. We, we got a we got a bunch of Scarlet Witches and Vision in this. If you're making that illusion, well, yeah, or just that there's not there's yeah, but like everybody's kind of out of position. Cisco's a husband and religious negotiate, you know, religious figure, mm-hmm. and he's not like the in demand pragmatic captain, you know. He's not that right because he's dealing with his own dumb plot. Bashir is. Not even fucking in this episode where I fucking hate Bashir and that storyline. But nobody, everybody's kind of just out of position. And nobody's really in their best foot mm-hmm. for the end game. And, and it is a little bit, I just want, I want to see them all together. You know, I'm sure we get that at some point. But Fingers crossed. It's noticeable that everybody's not at the way we like to see them their best you know yeah yeah so it, it, that that that's the sort of the strange thing to me where we are and i have not watched the next episode so right i don't think like i have I, either yeah I, so yeah it's weird like okay this one it's i don't know maybe we just just start going through it because i don't know how to talk about this episode other than it's like yeah like the the kai win stuff mm-hmm. like she talking about like not sure what they were doing. Like when you were talking last week about how like they were kind of like felt like they were writing everything in silos, you know, mm-hmm. this, this felt very, this like, Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Cause this episode, you know, like yeah, where with the Kai Wen stuff, like, okay, Oh, we've got Dukat's going to just show up as, and then Kai Wen just shows up because she's like, oh, I heard you're getting married. I know Vedic Telna was going to do it, but I know you really want me to do it. And he's like, I, I wanted I wanted Han, Admiral Han Sandwich to do it. But now some little girl saw me at the end of last episode and said, oh, well, can I be your deus girl or something? You can only have 51. And and so now Kai Wen shows up because it's going to be the biggest wedding Bajor has ever seen. And like, that's great for Bajor and the people that love Bajor so much, but like, some of us are like, well, I want to f- see Cisco be fucking Star Trek captain, not a religious figure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that is a fun little bit when it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be, you know, this isn't going to yeah, be, this yeah. isn't about us. This is about space Jesus. And he starts off and then he's like, yeah. oh, they, they told me I can't, ha- I can't get married now. My space mom said that. And she's like, oh. Oh, yeah. That's nice. At least you got a vision. They've never given me a vision. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know, as they've never spoken to me directly. Way to make it all about all about you, Kai Wen. Yeah, which, you know, at least that's in character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is. I mean, they did need to at some point, I guess, say, even though she has talked, right? Huh? Didn't she say she can say? I don't know. Anyway, I think at some point she said I consulted an orb or some shit like that in another episode. I think they've set up a, for, before that she's bitter that they don't I think talk they did. And then even let me see. I think I actually just one second. Is there a goofs section? Oh uh, yeah. Maybe she did have like an orb experience. Kai Wen shared that she had never had an orb experience yet in the episode in the hands of the prophets. The first, the first one she was in. She says to Cisco, "The prophets have shown to me through the orbs, emissary." 
how to say she. Maybe, I don't know. So maybe she's had an orb experience. But but they haven't talked to her like they talked to Cisco, and that's a reoccurring problem. Right. And they have to say that so that when she's when they do when they do talk to her in a second, you know, you know that that's that's important, you know, I guess. Right. And then going forward, I don't know, like, did is that the prophets that are talking to her or is that actually the pirates no i assume you're supposed to think it's a pirates because it's a two-front thing because right dakot comes in no essentially you know it's a con right right the pirates run in and, and set do the setup they're the setup man right and then and then he's the payoff that's where yeah. just i guess that's what i'm unclear on like i guess that that might be it but then i wasn't sure like because most of the time these plots are so kind of Basic uh, cranberry dressing or whatever that, like you said, yes, cranberry, yes. So, so most, so the fact that when she just has that vision and there's not like, there's not like any hint in the vision itself that it's the paw race. I was like, okay, are they? I don't know what the show wants me to think it is. If they're trying to trick me or, or if I'm supposed to be able to figure it out yet or not. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that was like by design or if it was just unclear. I think that I mean I I mean I, I remember enough to know that you're supposed to think that this is a this is all a paw wraith. I mean stand. I remember enough to know that it eventually turns out to be, but I'm not sure like in the moment mm-hmm. without if I didn't know. I don't think I think you're supposed to think at the min in the minute that it is. I think I think it's when, hilarious that both all three of us have seen this all this stuff multiple times, uh-huh. and. We're still unclear. They did such a sloppy job deploying their storytelling that we're still unclear what's what after seeing it multiple times. That's the that's the real takeaway here. Not the nuts and bolts of when did what when did what. Mm-hmm. Like they've done such a piss piss poor job of like communicating what when mm-hmm. right that you you're constantly scratching your head and trying to play catch up when you're watching this obvious con unfold or unfurl. Yeah. And I don't know. And also, like, and this is just something because I'm reading this stuff on Memory Alpha, so I'm not actually here to comment on it. But I know that this is where the plot escalated too quickly. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) they ended up just playing what was supposed to probably stretch. I mean, like, the courtship of, yes, also, they did openly joke about how they all got boners making their scratch at fuck Ducat. Like, that was going to be like a... They all like were giddy, you know. They were. They're they like, were. Oh, we're, we're going to get our two villains. We're all about shipping. Yeah. We're going to ship our villains now. It's good. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And even though she, they've already made her fuck a bad guy once. Right. Before. Right. So Skeletor. This is just a re. Yeah. Re, yeah. But anyway, who was so, the bad guy she fucked before? Skeletor. She fucked uh, Franklin. Yeah, Franklin Jones. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Oh she doesn't, man! She, she doesn't like a clear skin on a man. I don't know. <laughs> that is not that's not Kai Wins type. Man, all right. Okay, now I gotta drag his like. Look, I don't want to drag the guy for his lupus scars or whatever. But but oh boy. Okay, I guess I'm just I should just shut up. But it's like uh, his his wrinkles on his head were better than the fucking prosthetic makeup on his nose. <laughs> He's got better natural makeup to look than than the prosthetics. <laughs> yes. Like when he's wrinkling his brow later on in some of those scenes, the, the ridges are as pronounced as the ones on his nose. It's Oh yes. I don't I feel like an asshole like making fun of someone's appearance, but then, then why are you? <laughs> like, like that's what I like, like by all accounts the guy's a creep anyways. The actor is? Oh, is he? 
Oh, yeah. Marco Lamo? Y'all haven't seen the DS9 doc yet. What? How's he creep? Is it like a real, yeah. like a real creep or like? Oh yeah, he's kind of a real. He's like, oh, you know the the reason that I I, I was so good as Ducat being sleazy about around Kira was because I really wanted to fuck Nana Visitor. Yeah. And and she's like, oh man, I hated being around him. And they joke. They have a little rapport where they they say that to each other's faces, but you can get the sense that like he, he was kind of oh. like a, <laughs> yeah. that is a huge bummer. <laughs> yeah, but, but she wasn't joking when she says I don't like I didn't like being around him on set. Uh, yeah, you get the sense like there she wasn't oh. she's not entirely joking. Uh, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, because I was just gonna say, is this really how you want to like again? This is like this is how you want to see the cut in your last hours with the cut. Like you know, I like that he's he's gone on this journey and now he's a Bajoran you know religious weirdo con man. Right, right. But I you know it, I don't necessarily like it, but it is a journey. Right, right. But you're like my last hours with him, then he looks like you know I don't know like I. I it's not always a good thing in the minds of the audience, in the hearts of the audience, but there is a desire to see it the way it was before you take me to where you're going at the end, you know? And so it is a little strange that for the last, hour, you know, the the culmination of the Ducat storyline, he's like, you know, he's in Bajoran makeup. Right, and right. Was, you know, for all intents and purposes, a Bajoran. And it's it's weird. It's a little weird. Yeah, and I, I, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is just—it's something that I'm noticing is that nobody's really like if in season five, you know, if you visioned an endgame, it probably nobody's really. It wasn't Ducat in <laughs> dress, yeah, yeah, with an earring, sexing up, Kai Ratchet. I mean, right. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, is everybody where you want them to be, you know, for when you start the story, and so right, yeah. And now I just feel bad about making fun of his appearance. I I, I feel like a right heel. I'm sorry. Well, if he's a sex freak, fuck him. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like now, now, now you're really lean on the sex. You know, we, <laughs> right. Now you are very invested sure. in him being a sex sure. freak. Sure, but yeah. So that even, you don't have to feel even bad. it's you know it's not right to make fun of Chris Christie for being fat. Make fun of him for being an awful person. Mm-hmm. Then you can. Yeah. No, I don't know. So, <laughs> but, no, I, uh, so I've chased myself. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, <laughs> this episode. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, so basically, you get this whole storyline where I think that that was supposed to be like a seat, like episode five thing is where they start hooking up, mm-hmm. and it's episode two. So, like now, there's not there's not a lot more road to travel to get them there right. to, to where they need to be in episode nine or whatever. So it's one thing to introduce him to Kai Ratchet as a Bajoran, but then they it, just it's like, weird. And and now yeah, they escalate mm-hmm. pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is kind of it's fun because he's running you do I mean that's it's problematic and who yeah, I don't know. I'm not particularly enjoying it, but I do like that it's showing that Dakot is a little bit manipulated because he's using a little bit of the Pa Wraith knowledge, but he's also using a lot of because he's Dukat and he knew all of the stuff about he knew that she had bribed this train person with jewels to to, to whatever. He knew that about her because he had intelligence reports on it as Dukat. And so he gets to deploy that to make a little story for himself to give them a connection. So it's, it it is a little bit clever how he's manipulating, you know, whatever. Yeah, It's a little bit clever, but I was, I still found myself annoyed by how unclear it was. Like, it's like, okay, we know that he knows this stuff, but we also know that he's getting some of his intel 
from the paw race. The paw race, and yeah. Because how else would he know that I'm a man from a, the land? Is that yeah, the yeah. trick word that he had to say? Yeah. Like, okay, so then they, yeah, they... Damar has like a Wayun wakes up Damar scene where he's like, get your shit together, you drunk. And I know what Dukat's up to. And he's like, what? You knew about Dukat? It's like, yeah, I knew about See, it. See, that's what confused that's me. What because me... they basically just said he spent all night fucking a girl, but yet he's in fucking full kiss makeup and like full kiss dress laying in the bed like Gene Simmons with the full fucking shit on. <laughs> and I'm like, did you sleep in that? Do all Cardassians sleep in their shit? That's, that... that's what I like. I, I, do they fucking yeah. it? Right. <laughs> but what gets me is the, the Ducat part of it was what kind of like, all right, so if you're going to talk, the fact that they didn't explain like, okay, Wayun's like, okay, I know all about Ducat. So, but, shape, but he doesn't say anything like, shake yields. he doesn't say like, oh, I know about Ducat. I don't care. Fine. He's, he's nothing. Let him do what he's going to do. He just says, I know. And then they just leave it. Like, they're just like, do a little bit of work to say, oh, we're going to let you play your games with Ducat. He's nothing to us. Or say, you have to sneak Ducat out under Wayne's nose. But they don't do any of that. Wayne just says, yeah, I know about that. And then just leaves it. Like, and it's not because they're not worried about what Ducat can do, because they even say they're going to kill Damar, don't they? They they say they're going to kill Damar, so it is like they're changing up. So why would they give him this? They say they're going to kill Damar? The, yeah. Don't they? The changeling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she gives yeah. him orders to kill everybody. Kill off Damar after the Breen. I mean, you, what you find out at the end is the Breen. Oh, lookup. I thought, well, she tells um, the, she tells <laughs> Wayun to kill all the other Vorta that are doing the vaccines on the sample to cure the changeling disease. That was... That was ne- I thought that was last. That week. was maybe last week. I'm. It's like I said. There's all kind of runs together. Yeah, this is a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch the part where she, she says we're gonna kill Damar. I'm pretty sure she says it while they're on the sh- the first time they get on the ship. I, either that or I imagined. Well, because they're uh, like he's like get she up. She says we're getting rid of him. She goes yes. It was. It's necessary. It's finally time. Oh, I don't remember. I trust he won't be a problem. Sure, he'll have his concerns, but you needn't worry about that. I'll deal with him when the time comes. See that you do. Um, I thought because he he comes in and says, "Get up, we're leaving." I know about Ducat. Whatever. Uh, this is the scene after that. Yeah. And then okay, where your loyalty is impressive if not mo- misplaced for, and then he looks in the mirror, and that's when Demar says, "Like I'm gonna fuck these guys or whatever." Yeah. And Ducat is going by the name Angel Angel Chili. And yeah, Angel Ten Tenon Tenon or something. Yeah, just it made me mad that Wayun was like, "Oh, I know about that," and didn't. And nothing. Came and nothing. Come yeah, out. that was a pretty low effort scene. They didn't even. Yeah. I mean, I know they don't want to do Damar's chest, so they can't have him shirtless, which is what like how that scene should have been shot. <laughs> right. Right. Because he's drunk and he just fucked, and you're supposed to think he fucked and passed out, and he was probably had his pants around his ankles, and he probably had his shirt off. Or at least had his giant, a thousand pound rubber chest armor off, probably. And so there's no like, yeah. But they didn't want to do that, and they didn't give. It was just a very low effort sort yeah, of and then, sort of scene. And then Ducat says like, "Oh, I have a different destiny than being the leader of of Cardassia." Because Demar's like, "You should be the leader," and he's like, "No, I have a different destiny." Like, and so ask about it, like. He can be cryptic, and they don't have to reveal that he's going to go sex up Kai Wynn or anything. But like, 
nobody asked any questions about what his plan is, which is ridiculous. Like, he's just like, okay, I'll... It is. It's like, if Damar should be like, well, what is your destiny? He's like, oh, that's not for me to tell you. Just trust me. And he's just, okay, yeah, yeah, fine. I think they think that he's running... He's crazy and he's just running dumb schemes, right? Right, I don't know. That's what they yeah. think. Which is frustrating. Because they go, what's he? What's his scam this time, I think is what William said. Uh, that's what he says, yeah. He goes, what's his scam this time? And I think it's that, you know, they probably been following him. They know he had a sex cult. They know he had, you know, all that kind of shit. Right, right. And so they just, they, like, he like literally is now just low rent. So it's kind of like, he used to be scary, but now he's not. Right. So... Yeah. Yeah. Just say a line like, "Oh, he's nothing to us. We play your stupid games tomorrow. We, the founders are above all that shit, and he can't do anything to fuck with us anyway." He's like Newt Gingrich. He used to have a lot of power, but now he's just a scam yeah. artist, and who cares? Right. But they so. don't. They just say, oh, "Whatever," and just, that that just annoyed me. Hmm. Well, you don't want to look like. I mean, that's the the Dominion's going to have to lose this because of some reason, and they're you know they're going to fall on hubris and distraction. And the the fact that they, I don't, I mean, I'm, fuck, I'm playing your role now where I'm coming up with some passable excuse or something underwritten. Never mind. Sure, sure. No, <laughs> keep going. Uh, it's an interesting look on you, James. This is your job, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you could say that they're just being too, they're too cocky yeah. and they don't countenance a legitimate threat. You could say that. I wish they had. Yeah, that's the... That's, yes. Yeah, because it's just like dead in the water. It's like, hmm, whatever. We're just moving plot forward, I guess, because it's Weddle and Thompson here. Yeah, it, it, does, it does take off. It would be nice if there was a little bit more... I don't know. I don't want to make comments on pacing for episodes I haven't rewatched. So I don't, right, right. Yeah, but it we does... Gotta, we gotta, yeah. But speaking to this one, it, it it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not the most ridiculous plot line in this episode. Oh, no, yeah. This Worf and Esri plot line, it's, okay, The they're stuck on a brain ship. That's oh, so horrible. There's a mystery. Where is the brain taking them? And at the end, it, it all comes together, <laughs> kind of. But, yeah. But it's all about their relationship. And Yeah, well, yeah the, the whole reason why they're on a brain ship is just to get to the characters to the point where they realize that they shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. Right, and but that, they don't do that through like Nora Ephron like dialogue to actually hash out their emotions or feelings. No, 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 no. no. They do it through sci-fi shenanigans, they, bad guy shenanigans. Oh. Yeah, they, they they talk about what I mean. This is not. They talk about oh, nobody's ever seen a brain before. What they what do they look like under those uniforms? Like, well, I bet they got pretty nice gold bikinis. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe oh, they're okay. furry. Is that a yeah. Samus reference? <laughs> they are. Uh, someone on Memory Alpha pointed out that you know, in that one where uh, Kira and Ducat save the daughter, uh-huh. they at one point knock out two Breens and wear their outfits outside. <laughs> You're so right. they probably saw their face when they wore those masks. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> yes. So I don't. So Kira and Ducat are maybe the only people that have ever seen the face <laughs> right. of a Breen, uh, and they're apparently not talking. Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and the second we get some, the second Empire in the second Klingon Empire, Chancellor Malja sent the fleet to brain space and they never came back yeah they're trying to play up the brain because it's like they need a reveal mm-hmm. they don't want to take the romulans off the board and move them into the dominion because that i don't know they did a lot of work to make that happen <laughs> right right and so uh in a lot several episodes so they didn't want to do that so they have to 
you know, they can't, you know, they don't have a license to do the Borg or whatever. So they got to basically build up some half-ass race. Uh-huh. Uh, and so Breen's now, there's lots of like Breen facts in this episode because yeah. they've got to like make the reveal. The Breen are now on the, you know, like you're like, I don't even fucking know them. Like, Breen the, facts. Right. Yeah, I don't know her. Yeah, like they got like coyote faces or something. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. And so they had to sort of build them up over the course of the episode. They should have, you know, who they should have been. It should have been the Zen Kethi from the end of season three. But that never who were, who, exactly. Who were they? <laughs> Cisco, there's a war against them, and they're they're kind of based on a Robert Hewitt Wolf ripping off a Ringworld alien. But mm-hmm. but I don't know. Did you ring? Did you read Ringworld? No, I read oh. that way back in the day. Robert Hewitt Wolf talking about Zinkethi based on no, never mind. <laughs> Am I supposed to remember these people? No. I don't remember them at all. They never showed them, I guess is oh, the oh, thing. Oh. They why they decided to go with the brain instead. Oh, well, he was showing us his his dream journal. <laughs> yeah. His fanfic. Right. Speaking of dream journals, oh my god, there's like a 5-minute scene where Ezra describes dreams in the most like prof- like I think they went to like the library and got a book on the meaning of dreams yeah. and just wrote the first paragraph. Uh, and I was like, "Oh my uh, god. Oh, oh my god, this is all this is all, you're giving a monologue about how to interpret a dream?" Yeah, cuz I'm a counselor, uh, yeah. it's my job. So the character <laughs> so the audience can deploy that later whenever Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's front-loaded stuff. Oh right, like well, yeah. so like the audience could use the knowledge that they learned about the importance of dreams whenever they make, whenever she utters. <gasps> right. My subconscious is telling me that I'm in love with a guy that I haven't had a scene with in six weeks. <laughs> right, it's a, it's like the as I'm running from an ice cave and it's uh, Breen pulls off his helmet and it's Julian. So it's like a cave, it's a womb. Oh, I must be, maybe I'm got. Oh my god, some repressed memory emotions I need to confront. Like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Writers. Cause, yeah, yeah, that was... Because they fucked, yeah. so Worf is like, oh, we're back together now. And like, and it's like, Yeesh. Why couldn't they just talk this out? Like, why couldn't this be, like... It be- why do they have to, like, oh, no, I'm coming out of a dream. I see my brother and Julian's <laughs> they, dick. They, and, or, <laughs> no, Jadzia. Alexander, they got to recap shit too. Just fucking talk. Make these. They're in a prison cell. It's already a bottle episode. This is you. At the end of it, your whole point is to make them. You got to make the brain seem tough, and then you got it. You got to give brain facts, and then you have to. You have to make her realize that she's in love with a character that you barely have seen her with. Except she's not even in realize that she's in love with him. It's her subconscious that outs her. No, well, you don't have to do that. That's it can be, but that's where the end point you have to get to. And you could just have them talk. Oh yeah, (laughs) like that's how writers do things with two character dramas. I was describing how this cops out at the end. It says, "Oh, that's what we don't have to do." It's basically it's Kira and Noto in the closet. Mm Like, oh, we're, it's trapped in her mind, so we don't have to explain why she's in love with Julian. She doesn't even realize it. It's subconscious. Hey, hey guys, do you think, do you think that uh, maybe, maybe this writer's room has trouble understanding interpersonal relationships <laughs> and women? Uh, what? Because <laughs> she just... My jaw just dropped. Out of the fucking blue, just loves somebody without even really knowing it? No. She doesn't have any, you don't have a history with him. Like literally, I barely can remember 
And since didn't he at some point he tried to rub her shoulders and hand her a hot toddy? But that was like season that was like episode three. That's so like I I don't remember them together. It's producer bullshit and unearned. It's the whole reason for hooking her up with Julian is because Julian was a perv for Jadzia in season one. I think that's it. Why don't I mean that's like how they came well, to that conclusion? Well, I think I mean I, I think this is I even bad. I think Rick Berman gave two shits. Well, I'm not. Say, I didn't I, say whose idea it was. Oh yeah. I'm just saying where they got what how where they got there from. Well, I think it was Iris Stephen, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even have a problem. I don't even have a problem. It's not like I have a problem because I don't like Julian. I don't give a shit. Like fall in love with whoever you want to. But you need to earn it. Yeah, it's just it's like Daenerys Targaryen. You can say, oh, they foreshadowed it. And you go, yeah, but that's not our fucking story. And Ezri's story, we've spent a hundred fucking episodes of just Ezri do, going through, you know, the blockbuster shelf. And at no point did any... She could have been doing any of that shit with Bashir, and some of that would have felt earned. Yeah. And then then it would be weird that she went and fucked her ex-boyfriend. That's This is like fucking... If you're going to do this kind of like romance writing, this is basic fucking shit. You get her to a point where she's comfortable. This is seriously bungled. Yeah, you get. You, you know what? It's just it's rudimentary shipping is all it is. Like, oh, people like these characters. Did they have a mandate to have her end up with somebody? I don't think so. I literally don't think they knew what to do with her. That's like I think they just like oh, we ship characters and like they have a weird thing about having people end up together. I guess and they didn't think about it. It's like oh, the fans like this character. They like this character. Oh, Julian should. We really should let Julian, since he's been a perv this whole time, find love at the end of the show. Okay, just make it with Je- with Dax, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. It's my least favorite. But yeah. Yeah, and it's it's so startlingly out of out of left field, and yeah, I don't even know. Like I don't. I, are, we're barely. I mean, it's just not an investment. So why is this? The culmination. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's very weird to me. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like bad shipping as far as like, oh, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. people wanting to, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it made me mad when she says, Julian, I love you. And then, oh, I just, yeah, it made me mad. And Esri now has no sort of, sort of personality or drive or desires outside of like, that's what they're focusing on. Right. Her growth is that she's going to have to find the right man. And I... You know, I'm not saying that that, fine, that's, I mean, every Kate Bush song is about, like, man, I just have trouble understanding them, and she's great, so I don't know, but... <laughs> Men, they, they're either talking all the time, like Baudet, or not at all, like you, or... Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, she is a Nora Ephron character, and that's fine, but, mm-hmm. like, build, like, they, they, they did no infrastructure to do that, so just, I love, literally, when is the last time? I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to be hyperbolic. When's the last, they had a, a brief scene... But that wasn't romantic. When is the last time they've had a two-person scene, Julian and Esri? It might be AR-558. Yeah. Oh, the only time that they've had, like, bar scenes where the whole gang is together. Yes. And they have a quip together or something like yeah. with with loss in the Chimera episode. There's Not like- even that weird stuff that, like, uh, that you do in serialized shows where it's like, you have the scene with the group, and then at the end, you show that Ezri and Julian stayed to behind, mm-hmm. and then you have Quark say something to O'Brien, what's going on there? And he goes, I don't know, but no good, or something like that, and you drop it. You can at least see that they're living a life outside of the show. Yeah. But there's none of that. The most you get in this one, at the end of the episode, Cisco goes through and says, fuck you, mom, I'm getting married anyways. <laughs> 
And Julian says, I sure wish Ezri and Worf were here. Too bad Ezri and Worf couldn't be here. And then, like, that's all you get from his side of that relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And and O'Brien's like, well, I'm sure they got held up somewhere. Uh, Waka waka. But it's like... So I really think the serialization isn't the problem here. Them trying to do 10 episodes, like, in one bite isn't the problem. It's the fact that they had no idea after seven years what to do with these characters. It is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, they had... Yeah, I guess not. It's because, and I don't know why, it's because... They're still like, moving. I, I don't want to be the guy. Breaking Odo, oh. just, I don't know. That was sort of the point of no return for them, wasn't it? Yeah, like, because there's no... Because that would be, like, as the ratcheting up of the Dominion War happened, you would want to push Odo front and more and more and more in front because he's more important. But when they... Kind of, they tried to play a hand. I don't know what happened. We went over that before. And when that, after that, ever since that happened, I felt like this has been pretty aimless emotionally for everyone involved. And so it's just all kind of something that's happening and not something that I feel like the characters are invested in. Right. And it's because I have Odo. This should all be, Odo should be front and center of this whole storyline. Right. And he, his emotional sort of journey and bridging the divide. And it, yeah, so it's, it's, it's barely it's just, in it, yeah. Like, yeah. for this arc, for this ten, for this little mini season here, I think from what I've gotten so far, the main arc of this thing is Cisco because he's our lead. Mm-hmm. And this is the second part in his, like, can't, I can't get married. I fuck you, I'm going to get married. Yeah. And that, so that's kind of what bridges this episode. I mean, it's called Till Death Do Us Part. But so it's him saying, I can't get married. And then at the end of it, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to get married anyway, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's just this is a this is a boring episode. Like, I'm still here for this, like this Dan Brown novel which hasn't hooked me with the characters in the but i'm like all right this i'm hoping this is just like a boring one that transitional one on the way through but you know we'll see how what we get on i mean i don't even particularly think it's boring i just i mean oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. i don't i don't i don't i don't mind the pacing and the plotting and i don't mind the cliffhanger stuff yeah the cliffhanger mm-hmm. like, i don't mind the page turner aspect of it no i don't that's what's keeping me invested yeah the sloppy character work and sort of like everything's so haphazardly thrown together. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, James detailed last week about how they decided to break, like how did they, they decided to work these simultaneously. And that that's definitely yeah. the uh, fact that yeah, they've, never yeah. done it, they've never done it really before right. uh, is really showing here. Yeah, Ronald Moore wrote a script that was the Cisco marriage space bomb love triangle thing. Oh, yeah. He wrote that script for, it's called episode three. <laughs> and then he was told that that whole storyline is now being, was being written by Renee Shavaria and Weddle Thompson. Thompson. And so mm-hmm. he had to completely scrap his story and basically write the next story, which then pushed off our, you know, yeah, yeah. so it's a domino effect because they, hmm. this, this was not well paced in the room. No, okay. So well, we can all they, agree. We can all agree that, that ultimately the direction they're going with uh, religion or what they're trying to say mm-hmm. isn't really that interesting. I don't think so. I don't think that they have much to say about religion. Right. Well, they're they're talking about like, oh, I have faith and then I don't like it. And then Kira gets one scene where she's just like, I'm the religious person 
and Cisco's trying to confide in her like he's not happy with what Space Mom's telling him to do. And, and she's, she's like, like, yeah, it'd be like that sometime. You better listen to your Space Mom. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to have someone in it because he tells like three people. Right. Doesn't he? Yeah. And, 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 and two of them go like. Shit! Fuck that shit. Right. And she's the only one that's like, yeah. Well, you got you got to not do that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do what yeah. the prophets want. Sucks, They've never done you wrong before. It's like, well, there's always a first time. It's like, They've well, never mm-hmm. done wrong before, and then like do a super cut to him, like you know, like having a, a fit on the floor of that that cave. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. you could do you could do a you could never done me wrong before. You could you know how about when they yeah. uh, when they allowed the station to be taken over, and brain kidnapping his mom, and then forcing her to like forcing her to carry and like the yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i just i don't think that that star trek deep space nine ultimately is going to have anything interesting to say about how religion interacts with people's lives or i I just or just anything interesting in in general yeah i mean the the they have religion face on right right people have going around talking about faith and and what it means to them, but the the story itself isn't driving at a point, right? Like the I don't exactly know. Like his space mom says, bad things are going to happen if you get married. You'll know nothing but sorrow. You'll know nothing but sorrow. And his logic is, is a sorrow bitch. I'll be sorrow. You know, I'll be up up in sorrow if I don't marry. Yeah, her. if I don't have her. So it was like, and then he's like, fuck it, I'll do it anyway. Like, and I don't remember. Because I I don't remember I haven't watched the full arc in a while I haven't either but I don't I don't remember if there's actually anything substantial that you could he, actually sort of him getting married doesn't actually seem to be a trigger for anything that makes or him I'm just like not up. even yeah. just Cisco like it's just how how the bad guys are manipulated by the Paul Wraiths it doesn't seem it seems to me that that is a opportunity to say something they're not. Yeah. Right, but like but they're not. They used to be bad because of their personal, like <laughs> misguided personal wants and desires, and now they're bad because space space con men are. And their misguided personal wants and desires were interesting, like things to examine. Right, like mm. yeah, like that's gone now. Right, right. <laughs> I just want to. If she says bad things are going to happen, I want to know why. And well, he well, does I mean, too. He I mean, can't. they even say that. Well, he, he even says that. He, he screams that at her. Like, I need more specifics. Yeah. It's that they know that he, they're gonna. Like, I mean, it, it's. I think, isn't it that he, he doesn't get to raise his kid? Right, right. Something like. That. Isn't that the punishment? Uh, is that? I mean, he becomes incorporeal. But what they're saying is, don't I mean, maybe, don't yeah. get more attachments, or you're going to abandon them. And he gets more attachments, and then has to abandon them. Yeah, maybe that's why Julie uh, <laughs> not paying child support. That doesn't sound like fun. No, that's why Avery Brooks is like, fuck this show. I'm not doing any of your uh, events anymore. No, I don't know why he's. He, yeah, he's, he's um, over with it. but I think that's the punishment, isn't it? Maybe I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, we'll find out, James. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna find out. That's for sure. Yeah. So it's um, it is pretty. I have to say, at this point, like it's pretty low stakes for the for the end game. <laughs> like it's the worst thing that's happened is an alien race that we've seen once uh, entered into alliance with uh, the space gangsters we haven't seen in a while. So like that, and that Cisco pissed off his mom. And and I'm not trying to like belittle. I mean, but it doesn't. I mean, it seems like that there isn't like whatever the ball is going to be that 
that like makes everybody run down the hallway right. to, you know red alert or whatever that hasn't like happened yet and i just don't like i don't know what the stakes are right, right. so obviously they're building to an end game and i know what the stakes are is it, it for, are the, is the but, stakes like free free will will break your heart is that the theme is that oh I don't, <laughs> yeah i guess or everybody's got a role to play in bigger games of, that's so dumb i mean it's yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, you just, I can't you, get on board with any of those two things. Yeah, like it is, it is strange that Star Trek is a temple of humanism. That's what it's always. That's what appealed to me about it. Right. And this is strangely non-humanist. At the end, it's it, that maybe you know. It, yes. It's pretty. It's pretty weird. That it's, you uh, really don't have any agency in, in, you know, the die has been cast, that not that sort of nonsense. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you have a destiny to play. You need to act in accordance with it instead of create your own, which is kind of weird. We even talked about little things that they're doing that sort of crush the, the dream that Roddenberry set forth in Next Generation. Uh, she even mentions as having her mom would prefer her to get married by a minister. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Which, mean, which means there's Jesus people. Like in the well, future, it, you don't know what kind of minister it could be an orange Catholic priest. I'm, or, just, uh, I'm sorry, that was a dude reference. I mean, it's still, it's, I think it's, I mean, isn't it? It's, it's kind of an atheist. I mean, it, it's a, it's a humanist atheist society, is but there, that's what I'm saying. How, There's Unitarian minister, the minister could be something other. I mean, yes, the connotation and inference is definitely that it's. It's a Protestant. I minister. think it's a mistake. I think but that they're not. It's possible. I don't think you know, they thought about it. Yeah, I don't think they thought about it either. But there's no because they would rather ground the stories into relationships that we understand, relationships with culture that we understand, than engage with the culture that Roddenberry set up in Next Generation. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm saying, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm all, my my only point was you can't. It's not a given fact that it's definitely like a Jesus Protestant minister. I mean, it probably is, but presume it, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. You're back to doing it. So that's cool. That's like, well, I'm just like <laughs> minister. No, minister could be like, there's, my job there's, you know, there's all sorts of ministers. There's <laughs> coming up with plausible explanations for something underwritten. The, the church like of the sub genius could be the minister. She's talking about that is his mutant power, isn't it? It is your mutant power. Right. Uh, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so no i mean, I mean I, but yeah I, was, I wasn't trying to be like ronald reagan there you go again <laughs> but i guess i was so i'm sorry uh, <laughs> all right yeah uh, i mean where did we end here the breen the, uh warfen uh, warfen jedzier and timot's prophecy ba- basically i guess they have stakes because they're they're fucked, you know, like that. Oh yeah, Ezri and the, with the mm-hmm. yeah. And Dumar is, I guess that does the do the Cardassians hate the Breen? I don't because why was Dumar so taken aback? Like yeah, I didn't really, we didn't, we didn't get that much Breen lore deployed. We needed more Breen facts. We needed more Breen facts. <laughs> more Breen facts. The fact that the Breen kill everybody that comes near them and everything, and they're so like you don't fuck with the Breen and their hands off. So. Wait, don't wait. No, they were. They used, they kidnapped Cardassians and what was the daughter? They kidnapped Cardassians and forced them to work in. And on the crash planet they were on because it was so hot and they are called species. Because, because that's what it is, because they can use Cardassians. I mean, that's one engagement, but they, Cardassians can stand the heat. So they used Cardassian slaves to mine something on a planet. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. That's all the... That, I, I think we need more lore. Right. There should be probably... I, I, I just assume it's a, the, the brain are big scary and they don't make... They don't talk to anybody. So the fact that they're making up... A- yeah, but it seemed like it was especially galling to Damar. And I don't... I like, is there a backstory? Did y'all fuck? Uh, <laughs> Did the breed and the Cardassians used to fuck? Or so? I don't know. Like, is there a backstory between you guys? Yeah. Why are you so distraught by this? I just saw him as surprised. He's pissed because they took him away without telling him where he's going. And then he says, so fucking brain? What the fuck? Yeah, but why? Then, Wouldn't that be good? I mean, if they win, if the Dominion wins the war, Cardassians are going to stop dying. So it seems like, but... Yeah. Like, his, I could, it seems like he was unpleasantly surprised, not pleasantly surprised. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just saw him as mostly surprised. Maybe he's decided he's going to rebel already or something. I, I don't. And now I'm now I'm overthinking it. Uh. <laughs> but um, so I, I yeah I mm, yeah. You guys want to guess what the people of IMDb think of this episode? Uh, yeah, I. Uh, what? Oh, I'm just looking at my notes. Here. No, it's fine. If we learn everybody's Cassidy Yates' middle name is Danielle, and we knew. Cisco's Lafayette, but I just like oh, yeah. uh, Kai wins. Like, get the fuck out of here, so bore. I got a booty call. Oh god. Oh yeah, this guy like was literally an extra, and he got gets like a fuck ton of lines as his role like grows throughout. Yeah, this, so bore uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, oh, if this yeah. went to season twelve, the whole season twelve would be about so bore. <laughs> so bore is like the Demar of season twelve. He's my favorite yes. Ranjin all of out of all of them, which I think I didn't learn until now that I think a Ranjin is whatever is below Vedic because oh yeah Kaiwen says she was a Ranjin when she paid Premar to save a hundred Bajorans which turns out to be with, fake with her fancy tabernacle jewels yes yes she goes down to the tabernacle <laughs> right and he's like to tell her that he's gonna stay to trick her into it he's like I talked to my brother and and these Maba sprouts came up, and she's like, "Oh, that means your brother can work on the farm, and you can stay here and 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 share my bed." Hubba hubba. And it's like, "Well, he doesn't have a brother, obviously, because yeah. he's making it up." Because yeah, whatever. I can't remember if that comes into play later or not. He's gonna, yes, he's going to fuck a very. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he's gonna fuck a woman who's drawn social security. Right. Right. Yeah. That's fine. He can. No. No. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, there. Just. I, I don't know. Yes. There's going to be a. I like that they're. I mean, they, you know, I used to like. Can we get a little bit more explanations of how they're how they can fuck or what's the what's <laughs> the Bajoran laws on fucking, uh, religious sort of rights around fucking? But like, I like that. I like that she she goes and gets some dick, man. Yeah. yeah. Know, I like that. Good on her. And she then, likes that grayscale. Then it ends it with the wedding, and Kira is like being a sad sack piece of shit. And uh, Odo get, gets his one line to just like joke around, like, well, uh, I hope the prophets forgive them for letting Admiral Ham Sandwich do it instead of Akai. And she's like, I'm not. It's been funny. And, I like that Nurse Ratchet doesn't. She's got a type, and her type is that she wants to fuck the the child molesting preacher from Grapes. <laughs> <laughs> the John Barrymore character. She wants to fuck. She wants to fuck John Barrymore, and she's looking all throughout the galaxy for Bajorans that look like John Barrymore, <laughs> and uh, it works. Yep. <laughs> and then the wedding vows go not until death do you, do you part, but until death separates you. And with this ring. He has a vision, and with this ring, my mom is pissed. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Fuck it anyway. So he will know. Now he will be the man of constant sorrow. All right. He'll know trouble all his days. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Worf is mad at Esri, and it's bad. And then, and then there I get to. Yeah. Um, misreading the signals, Worf is is there again. So he yeah. cucks himself with. I thought we were going to live yeah. together forever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I was getting to fuck two dexes. <laughs> yeah. So, but. And the big mystery of, oh, my God, where are the Breen taking them? Which we probably figured out because we can put things together. And then they, oh, my God, they were being delivered because there's going to be a big uh, treaty with the Breen now. And that's going to tip the scales of the war. And that's bad news for everybody. Mm -hmm. What happens next? Check out the next chapter of the Da Vinci Code. (laughs) So, yeah, this is, um, yeah. All right. What do you guys want to guess? Um, this one's gonna be lower than last week. It's gonna be a, I don't know, six point eight. That's probably too low, sadly. Well, then change it if you think it's gonna be too low. Set. Nope, nope. I, I nope. It's going with my gut. You're Seven sticking point. with six point eight. That's right. All right. Seven point two. It's actually a tick higher. It's seven point six. <laughs> Damn. Uh. It's tick higher than last time. Yeah, seven point five was last week. It's seven point six this week. Wow. She's not wearing her jacket in this episode either. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, yep, there you go. So next week is what, Jane? She is, I mean, she she is distractingly pretty. And <laughs> it's, I mean, like, I, I, I get that. I don't know. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yes. Uh, what, next week, uh, I think it's, uh, they, they, uh, they're going to kill him. Oh, yeah. And that's what's happening. All right. And then, uh, and then the Netflix description said something about the brain going after her. The Dominion and the Breen negotiate an alliance. Esri and Worf are sentenced to death. Uh, okay, yeah. They hang upside down. That sounds. Oh, that fun. sounds fun. They're like they they like in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, oh, that is cool. Well, yeah. do we have any other b- a bit of business before we sign off? Oh, I guess I can tell everybody the. Give everybody the business that I give them every week. Uh, give us a call if you want. 917-408-3898. We'd love to hear from you before this show ends, I guess, if, if you want to do that. So do that. Uh, check us out at Twitter and all the other places. But also come join us on the Patreon at patreon.com slash kickersofelves where we have a bunch of bonus content. and if We could use your support for the show and going forward and, and give you something for it. All right. Yeah. Do all the things every other podcast wants you to do. Hmm. All right. Well, but for us, not for them. I mean, you know, fuck other podcasts. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. No, I thought that was implied, but if it wasn't, I don't know. Yeah, you got to lay it dude, out for people sometimes. You're right. I've been, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. That's what's been holding you back. I've been telling y'all to do stuff and you've been doing it for all those other podcasts. Mm. Yeah. That's why I don't have those jewels from the tabernacle. <laughs> yeah, I don't got I don't got tabernacle jewel money. I don't even have Lego money. Need it. <sighs> Sorry. From the Lego tabernacle. All right. On that note, uh, thanks again for joining us. Three to be out. Alrighty. Kiss me.
all running together. The past, the future, what has been seen and what can't be unseen. Will the future equal the remembered past? Who knows? Check out the Patreon to hear about good omens or some other shit these guys watched on a streaming service. Or Dune or Watchmen or so much else.